Ahoy! Welcome to another episode of Bart Mother's Dream. My name is Adam and this is Nick. Welcome. And welcome, welcome. How are you, Nick? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Pretty, pretty good. Glad to hear it. You've got a week off, haven't you? How's that going? Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's, uh, I took a week off work because um, you'd use the holidays or lose them, basically. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, Fair. here we are. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Done too much. There's been some baking going on. Uh, nice. I helped a little bit. Um, Did you though? Yeah, a little Did bit. Did you do the washing up or something? Oh, whip, whip the cream. Nice. <laughs> oh, I tell you, something I will mention. Yep. Which I tried something for the first time this week. It's always good to try okay. new things, isn't it? Definitely. I um, went geocaching. That sounds technological. What was that? <laughs> Never do you not know what geocaching is? No. So, or do I? I, I don't think know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you go for a walk, which is about the only yep. thing we can do at the minute. This is and... probably why I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you get like a geocaching app. There are many available. And okay. you, you follow the directions on the app to a location and you find the little canister or box or whatever it is that is at that location you you can sort of like mark that you found it you can leave a little a little thing there a little gift or a little note uh, and then you go and find the next one um so we did what we did we did some local tours did about five or six the other morning that was really cool You're telling me there's like little boxes and canisters hidden all around the country yeah I yeah. did not know this. I did not like, know about this. And you like mark them off on your app, and uh, yeah, it's cool. That sounds really good fun. Possibly the most exciting thing that has happened to me in months was when we spent about five to ten minutes looking in one place for one, couldn't find it, and then I swung a bit of wood up on the gate, and it was it was actually in the end of the bit of wood. <laughs> so wow. the the little canister was like. Whoever set it had drilled a hole into the the plank of wood, put a magnet in there with some glue, and then magnetised the canister to it. People really go into this. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And then you just write, yeah, found on this date. And then you log it on your app and you there you go, merrily on to the next one. I genuinely had no clue this was a thing. I'm, okay. <laughs> you've blown my mind. But some of them are really obvious, because like, one was like basically a massive lunchbox. And uh, right. it, it was really obvious at the bottom of a tree. And and then another one, which took us a while to find, was a tiny little tube on the end of some fake ivy in a wood covered in ivy. <laughs> <laughs> it took ages to find it. But it was quite fun. It sounds fun. Um, yeah. I, when we're allowed, you can come with us next time. Oh, we'll definitely do that. I'm excited. I've never so, yeah. heard of that. Genuinely never heard of it. Ah, well, there you go. You've you've taught me something. It's basically like... It's like orienteering. Well, I guess the same sort of idea that things like Pokemon Go are based from, isn't it? Well, I suppose, yeah. Similar similar idea. So, that was yeah, that was definitely the highlight of the week. How about you? Sounds what have you fun. been up to? Uh, built a new headboard for my bed. Excellent. Because I got a new mattress. Cool. So, so that's uh, most of a bed. That's most of a bed. I've got. I've still got a bed base, so I made a new headboard for it. And uh, yeah, I've got this whole new like bed now. It's awesome. I don't want to get out of it ever. That's that's so, fine. Good. <laughs> so I did that. It's comfy. Um, got a, did I mention my new Hoover? I, I, you did mention it to me. I don't think we've talked about it on. I've got a, the show. Got one of these robot Hoover things. Uh, it's does well he, good. Does he work? 
It does work. It works perfectly. You hoovers my house every day at 12 o'clock and I'm not even there. It's great. I'm never going to have to hoover again. But are you not concerned that like when the machines rise up against us, your hoover might be the first one of the first things to like bite your toes off or something? Maybe, but I think I could have it in a fight. Okay. It's just like punt it over the just, fence. Yeah, or just turn it over so its wheels are on the top and then it can't do anything. That's true. That's true. I'm not, not so worried about it. It's not that heavy. I think it's yeah, fine. Sure, it'll never happen. There's mopping as well. Oh, excellent. That's cool. Yeah, so that's that's been the highlight of my week, watching that go around every day. <laughs> it's like having a new friend in the house. I've called it Gary. Good, solid, solid name. <laughs> I can Is tell it... Alexa to turn Gary on. <laughs> <laughs> and she does. It's like a tech orgy when you're yeah. not there. <laughs> when the owner's away. The robots communicate with each other. <laughs> So I've got Alexa and Gary in my new housemates. That's nice to have friends. <laughs> well, I can't see any of my actual friends. <laughs> so I've had to make robot friends. You, you'll come home one day and there'll just be lots of little Garys and <laughs> Gar- Gar- Garyettes. Yeah, Garyettes. Garrettes. Sort of buzzing Gar- around. That'd be cool. Then the house would be even cleaner. My house has never been so clean. <laughs> I like that. Other than that's, that, I've not done fun. anything this week. Have you seen any? Have you watched anything? No. Have you got any Netflix news? Uh, I've got. I've got one. Yeah. Cool. Um, go for it. Hit me with it. I mean, I I thought it was a bit quiet on the old Netflix news this week. I must. I must say, it has been a little bit. I've. I've only got two. But I've. I've just got the one. So, do you know Jennifer Garner? Yes. I don't know her, but I know who she is. <laughs> so she is signed up to be in a Netflix movie called Family Leave. Family leave. Yeah. Now, have you ever seen? She was in. Was it thirteen going on thirty? One of these like body swap comedies, and she like swap places with Possibly. her daughter. Like I, I have know, not seen it. No, probably like ten, fifteen. I'm aware ago. of this type of movie. Well, this this movie is basically that, except the whole family swaps bodies with another family. Oh right. And they have to like find their way Good back. It sounds. I'm sure you agree. Hilarious. <laughs> it sounds different. Um, but yeah, that that is coming to Netflix, presumably next year. Just well, the the, bo- the body swap far. genre needed a, a new uh, gimmick. So yeah, yeah, just like a whole batch of body swap. There's whole loads family. of those movies, isn't there? It's crazy how many of those movies there are. What a genre. Yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely it's, it's such a genre. niche drama. I mean, I think is we're that... pretty. Are we? Does big count? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably where it started. Freaky no, Friday, got... was that one? Yeah, well, the original Freaky Friday's from six, seventies. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, Maybe that's where it started. It's then. young Jodie Foster, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, you might be right. So maybe it's tied there. Yeah. Matthew Perry the... and Zac yep. Efron do one. Yep, they've done one. Um, How strange. What a weird was... genre this would have, uh, to exist. <laughs> Vice versa in the 90s with Judd Reinhold. <laughs> <laughs> That George was like Reinhold. whatever happened to him. He was in everything in the night. Yeah, well, he was like the poor man's Tom Hanks. So that's when they were trying to. Yeah. Well, big work. So let's do that. Um, oh, there was one really f- up, not that long ago, a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman. Yes. I think they're brothers. Yeah, I think you're and right. And they like piss in a fountain, and they cross the streams, and it swaps their bodies. Of course, it does. <laughs> I think that's a change up. Yeah, it is a bit of a strange one. <laughs> But there you go. You can look forward cool. to that. Sounds... An, an addition to the genre. I will look forward to that. Um, I've got a news. Do you want to hear my news? Yes, please. 
Do you know who Madonna is? Yes. Good. I would hope so. She is an um, actress and I think she's done a bit of singing. She she has, indeed. <laughs> um, she sold a documentary to Netflix. Okay. Uh, so behind the scenes look at her life during her recent 2019-2020 Madam X tour. Right. Okay. So like she's just basically done some home videos and because she's yep. Madonna. Yep. Netflix, give me £10 million. Basically, yes. Apparently, she's even edited it herself. Well, there, well, there you go. Because <laughs> she's in lockdown. So, uh, hey, she's a, she's a a film director. That is, there is no reason That's to true. scoff at that. That is true. Yeah, it's all about the backstage because she had to cancel a few dates because she's got bad hips and bad knees because she's seventy five lady now. Yeah. She's only sixty two. Oh, okay. That's I thought spry. she was older than that as well. It surprised me. Um, apparently, Madame X is her alter ego. Okay. I did not know that. Don't know. No. I'm not in on Madonna <laughs> fandom, sorry. It's a one-off special, apparently. It's coming later this year. Cool, cool, cool. Any more? For any no, more? you go You go again. I've got one more. Um, let me get the link, bear with. Not like I just read these off of a website or anything. But... <laughs> Do you know who Tim Burton is? Yes, he is a <laughs> um, director and um, goth, famous goth. <laughs> the goth director. <laughs> yeah. You're not his biggest fan, are you? Uh, kind of. <laughs> I think it's been a long time since he's done anything good. I my honest opinion fair. is he has been coasting for the last fifteen years. Yeah, you think you're probably right. And just taking <laughs> the money, but then do you deserve to do that if you've? Because obviously, back in the day, he's produced some absolute classics that all yeah absolutely be remembered forever. So he stopped making original movies. He only does adaptations. And I think that's where it all went downhill from it for him. Yeah, I mean... And I think it's probably closer to 20 years than 15, to be fair. Yeah, it probably is. Was Big Fish his last original? Or was that even... That might even be based on a book. Yeah, but Big Fish was all right. I don't mind Big Fish. So Big but, Fish but is that's awesome. got to be 20 years old. Or near 20 years. 2003, I think. Well, there you go, yeah. Near, I think Big nearly. Fish was. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I just think he's... Yeah, he's coasted since then, really. I agree. But like you say, there's a lot of classics and there's a lot of good stuff out there from him. Um, You know, if you're going early days, yeah, you can't beat your juice. Edward Scissorhands, you know, fantastic. Batman, Batman Returns, I even, that's quite, I'll stand up for that. A lot of people don't like it. I I really enjoy it. Yeah, that's fair. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas that isn't Tim Burton's. but (laughs) That you didn't have much to do with, but yeah, good (laughs) film. Still a great film. He's going to make a TV show for Netflix. Okay. There's been rumours for a while. I've been reading rumours for a while that he's working on an Adam Adam's Family adaptation. Okay. Um, but that isn't what it is. It is a spin-off to the Adams Family that will show, centre on Wednesday Adams. Um, the news was announced by Netflix on Wednesday. And the show will be titled Wednesday. Um, it will be a live-action, eight-episode run... Described as a sleuthing, supernatural-infused mystery charting Wednesday's years as a student at the popular Nevermore Academy. Right. The series will chronicle Wednesday's attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, fought a monstrous killing spree that has terrorised the local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationship with the strange and diverse student body. I mean... Uh, (laughs) It's a coming-of-age t- story about when... It's ticking a lot of Tim Burton boxes, isn't it? It's potentially going to be brilliant. I don't it's... know if I'm, I'm that excited to see when... Just I like everyone else in the Adams family. <laughs> yeah, but, but surely he's going to bring in some other characters as well. It's not just yeah, going to be Yeah, they're going to have to. 
the the poster's really have you seen the poster yes i have yeah the poster's really good she's basically playing a cello with a knife if he casts it right and if he right if he gets it right i think that's got a real potential tim burton and the adams family kind of go together that do you know what i mean it kind of it's like a match made in heaven yeah, it's interesting they're taking that approach and just going tv series mystery because i think I'm not sure he's brave enough to take on. <laughs> I, I think the so the early night is Adam's family movies are really underrated. Yeah, they are both of them. Are. Yeah, I I don't think they need redoing. So yeah, I I think he gets a little pass for at least they're doing a, something a bit something different. different. So. Yeah, agreed. Did you see the animated film from a couple of years ago? Yes, oh, I thought that was really good. Yeah, it's pretty I really good. Enjoyed that. Pretty but good. I think that's on, I think they're all on Netflix actually. Uh, I think. I think Netflix. they might be, yeah. I think Netflix just has the Adams Family content. So yeah, keep your eye out for that. It doesn't give me a release date, but I'm sure it will come probably next year. Sure. That's it, I'm newsed out. Okay. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Um, I just wanted to mention something. We mentioned it last week, and then I said I'd go and watch it, and I have watched it. Uh, and <laughs> that is the four-part documentary, uh, Murder at the Cecil Hotel. Oh, yeah. Is it good? I've not got to it. Kind of. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Interesting. I would say it's two really good episodes stretched out over four episodes. Oh, okay. Interesting. It is quite an interesting story, but it really feels padded out at parts. I, th- I like think... It's not enough, not enough there to make a four-parter. Yeah, and it's interesting because... You know some of those like unsolved mysteries. Yeah. Like I, I can't even remember if we said on the show, but at the time, you know, some of them, a couple of them, you're like, oh, I could, I, I wanted more. This is like the opposite. <laughs> that sh- it should have just been a one episode of unsolved mysteries. I think there's two. I think there's there's two sort of forty five minute episodes here, and it would be really interesting, and it would tighten it up a lot. But it's it's four fifty minute episodes, and it doesn't need that much. There's a lot of padding. There's a lot of repeated footage. And it, yeah, it's, it's really clubs you over the head with some of the <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff in there. Um, Maybe I'll miss it then. I'm not yeah, I don't. I don't want to spoil it on here for people. But um, no, obviously. Yeah, I don't want to say what what sort of the outcome is if you if you're not <laughs> familiar. But um, yeah, so it's a kind of thumbs in the middle for me. Interesting. Maybe I'll miss it out then. There's too much good stuff to go watching boring stuff. Yeah. Um, How about you? I've watched absolutely nothing on Netflix this week. Okay. <laughs> the only film I've watched, the only thing I've watched on Netflix this week is the film we we're about to talk about. But I have watched something this week. Um, have you heard of the Stand TV show that's been made? Yes. Obviously based on the Stephen King novel. I have. Yeah. Um, I can loosely bring it back to this show because somebody in it was in deadly detention. Oh, okay. So uh, is it Henry Zagas? I think his name is. He was the long-haired, good-looking guy in deadly sure. detention. He's in the stand, so I've made it fit, so I can talk about it as a does, does he have a big part? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't get his trousers off. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it was an adaptation of the novel, then yes, he has a very big part. But his kind of character's kind of reduced slightly in the... Right. Because the novel is obviously 1,500 pages long. It's one of this, the biggest novel he's ever written. And nine, in nine episodes of 50-minute episodes, it still felt rushed. Okay. It still felt like I couldn't develop enough relationship with what was going on because there's there's so much that goes on in the stand that they had to try and squeeze everything in. But it, as an adaptation, it's really good. It's really, really good. 
it, it um, tells the story beautifully. All of it. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I've literally binged it on Saturday and Sunday. I watched it all. The guy... Oh, also, what's it? What's his name's in it? Obviously, Alexander Skarsgård, and he's been on the show like three times. Oh, he has. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he plays the main bad guy, Randall Flagg, and that's perfect casting for me. That's he, yeah, he plays it exactly how I imagine that character. Because obviously, that character appears in a lot of Stephen King stuff. He plays it exactly how I've always imagined that character to be. So, yeah, it's really good. The last episode, the last episode was written by Stephen King. Yeah, he's like altered it, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah. Yeah, a little that's bit. A, and obviously, no no spoilers again. Cause it's no, no, new, I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah, but that's kind of the, the gimmick, isn't it? That he's he's been back and revisited it. Yeah. So the the story kind of ends in episode eight. And then you get an episode nine. Right. And it's more like a prologue episode. Okay. Um, And it's probably the worst one. Um, Stephen King can't write TV. That's, Stephen King's never been able to write TV. He just can't do it. And it does feel a little bit tacked on. But it, the, the end, that end needed to be told. But whether it needed to be a whole episode, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, the, the yeah, story. The story of the show finishes in episode eight, and then. But they need to kind of tell you what happens after that. Sure. And that's what this episode is, and he wrote that episode. That but yeah, overall, in a few though, of his books. To be fair. Yeah, it does. Overall, though, it's really good, and you should check it out. It's on Stars Play over here, which is, I think they're, they're owned by Amazon. I think, but it doesn't come included in your Amazon Prime. You have to pay okay. extra for it. But then you can get a seven-day free trial. So just do that and then cancel it. Awesome. Yeah, it's well worth checking out. Because of that, that's all I've watched. That's <laughs> not watched that's anything else. Understandable. So, so we, both, we both last week said we would watch the News of the World starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> we did, uh, indeed. I have not. Nor have I. <laughs> so I, I don't know whether to promise to watch it for next week and then this could just become a non-running joke, possibly forever. <laughs> like, like with The Irishman that I've still never watched. Yeah, but I, I eventually got. You to had, that. you did get to that. I've never, still never got to it. But I do, I do really want to watch News of the World. We'll make a joke of it, but at some point I will watch it because it does yeah, look really same. good. My parents have watched it; they both enjoyed it. Well, we'll get them on instead. So, uh, they can. Talk shall we? Shall we just get them on to talk about it? That'd be yeah. quite funny. I'll get them to record something over the weekend. <laughs> uh, anything else? That's it for me. Cool, and me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant for news and. <laughs> <laughs> are we doing the top 10 or not or are we just um, cracking on no crack on no we don't need to I don't think in that case yeah. I have got something else okay cool what have we got uh, I've got a little game to play oh nice we haven't done a game for ages so um, you you um, it's your fault well you, or you inspired <laughs> it whichever whichever way you want to look at it, it. worries me so um, you texted me last night and you said were you about to watch the movie Alex Strangelove yeah. Which is what we're talking about this week. And you said, do you know how old Daniel Dehenny is? (laughs) Yes, I did say that. And I presumed, because we've talked about this on the show before, he was a lot older than the character he's playing. You could say that. How old is Alex? 17? 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. Last year at um, school, aren't they? Applying for college and stuff. So he's, he's 28 at the time of filming. Correct. Or twenty seven twenty. His his birthday is in dispute on the on the internet. I couldn't find an exact date, but okay. it, most places say nineteen ninety slash nineteen ninety one. So so ten ten years older than the character. Uh, still, at some point this year, he's going to be thirty if he's not already. Right, and this film so, the film's two years through two and a bit years old. So yeah, twenty seven. Cool. So that is far from a rare occurrence in 
the world of film and TV. Nothing, nothing annoys me more. I was going to get into this in the episode, but nothing annoys me more. Well, it I've really made a game out of it me. instead. Good. So. Excellent. Uh, I've got a list of people and you need to you need to basically Jesus. guess, is their age higher or lower than the one before them? Okay. Uh, as we play, what's my age again? We can't afford the song. No. So just imagine it. <laughs> My, tu- my our, our jingle's better anyway. I've just played. I've just played that. Your starter is Daniel Dehenny. Okay. Um, so he was twenty-eight playing Alex Strangelove, who Ish. was yeah. seventeen, eighteen. Not eighteen. Sixteen, seventeen. Okay, fine. I want you to tell me for the next one. Was Stockard Channing older or younger than twenty-eight when she played Rizzo in Greece, who was? Her character Rizzo was seventeen. Was she older than Daniel Dehenny at twenty-eight? Correct. I've heard of this woman. I've not seen. I have seen Greece, but not since I was a kid. I think she was older. I think this is like news, isn't it? It's like what do you call it? Like a known fact that she a was famous like, example. Of yeah, this. a famous example. That's the word. Like she was like fifty when she made it or something. <laughs> uh, she was older. You're correct. She was thirty-three, wow. playing a seventeen-year-old. So the next one. This game's going to really piss me off. I really hate it. Andrew Garfield. Yep, I know him. When he first played Peter Parker. Yep. Peter Parker, 15. Yep. Was Andrew Garfield older than 33? Was he older or younger than Stockard Channing? He was younger. Correct, he was 29. I think Andrew Garfield's the same age as us. Am I wrong? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know why I had that in my head then. He was how many? So. How many? He's, 23? He was tw- 29 when he first 29. played Peter okay. Parker, who was supposed to be 15. Okay, uh, good. Next one is Jennifer Grey. Do yep. you know her? Yep. So she played Baby in Dirty Dancing. Baby was supposed to be 17. <laughs> so was she older or younger than 29, Andrew Garfield? Younger. Correct. Oh. Just, she was 27. Oh, that was a guess. I playing a 17-year-old. Shit. So the next one, this one's going to be right up your alley. Because <laughs> I, I know you're big on musicals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. <laughs> played and won an Oscar for playing Yentl. Yentl. Character of Yentl. Yeah, the character of Yentl was 16. Was Barbara Streisand older or younger than 27? What's Yentl? <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Um, Have you not? No. It's a musical. It's quite famous. No, don't know it. Um older correct she was 41 <laughs> fuck off <laughs> how do you get away? how did he get away with it 41 i mean she was pretty famous already so that's probably uh probably yeah. why yeah 41 playing a 16 year old okay this is good so you you you're, you're along so far yeah yeah so far um you're halfway through oh god <laughs> so the next one is alan rook he played Ferris Bueller's best friend, the Cameron, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Again, character supposed to be 16, 17. Was he older or younger than 41? Younger. Correct, he was 29. I know that's another famous example, that one, isn't it? But I didn't yeah. think he was older than 41. He's been on the show as well. He was the he was, dad yeah. in Sierra Burgess's Loser. He was. Okay, next one. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. Played 17-year-old 
Frank Abagnale in Catch Me If You Can. How old was he at the time? Was he older or younger than 29? He was only supposed to be 17 in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Apparently did all his crimes between the ages of 17 and 19. I did not know that. I love Catch Me If You Can as well. DiCaprio, that's probably 15 years old. Older or younger than 29? Younger. He was 28. Ooh. I am nailing this game. Three left. Right. Shirley Henderson plays or played Moaning Myrtle in the Harry Potter films. Yep. So let's go with the first. I think she was in the first movie. Might be the second one. I'm not big on my Harry Potter. It was definitely in one of the first couple. So Moaning Myrtle was the ghost student who haunted the bathrooms, wasn't she? Yeah. I think it was Chamber of Secrets was her main one, but I think she's in a corner. Okay. So Moaning Myrtle's 15. Right. How old was Shirley Henderson when she first played her? Was it... So we're looking for older or younger than 28? Older. Correct. I think Shirley Henderson's quite... I don't say quite old, but... She was she's not a young 39 <laughs> playing 20 years a 15-year-old. <laughs> Has she been on this I know, show? It's a ghost. we talked about her before? Um, I feel like we've talked about Shirley Henderson before. I mean, that's not sticking in my head, but possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Just, right, two left go on. to get a full house. Uh, Emma Thompson. Yep. Uh, I know her. Played... Oh, good... <laughs> So she she again won an Oscar for this movie. Um, I think it was for writing. No, I think it was for the screenplay. So she played Eleanor Dashwood in Sense and Sensibility. Eleanor Dashwood, the character, was nineteen years old. Was Emma Thompson older or younger than thirty nine? Younger. She was, but not by much. She was thirty six. Oh, I don't know why I'm doing so well. I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> so the last one for a full house. Yep. Ian Summerholder. Yes. I know him. He, he was, was in also Lost. been on this show. Yes, he has. And he More importantly, Lost. he was in the anom- anomaly. Yep. In the Vampire Diaries. Yes. He played a twenty-five-year-old. Yep. Now, admittedly, this might be a bit of a cheat because I think technically he was about two hundred years old because he's a vampire <laughs> and all that. <laughs> but he played a twenty-five-year-old in the last series of the Vampire Diaries. Yep. How old was Ian Summerholder playing a twenty-five-year-old? Was he older or younger than 36 for a clean sweep? Um, I'm just thinking because he was quite, he was in Lost and that's a lot older than the Vampire Diaries. And he was not young in that. Older. Done it. Yes. He was 38. Wow. I think he played old in Lost as well. I think he was playing a lot younger than he should have been in Lost. Yeah, I think he might be right. How have I just done that? I've just got all of them right. How many was that? Ten. Wow. I'm well proud of myself. Swept, swept the table. Maybe I've got this thing. I know I know celebrity ages. I couldn't believe the differences of some of those. That's mad. Between the Absolutely character. Absolutely madness. It really angers me. It, <laughs> there are people out there who are 16, 17, 18 who are actors. So what do they do? <laughs> what roles do they, they play? They play older. play old <laughs> I people. I just don't understand it. So, like I watched that film the other week with um, Jack Dylan Grazer in it, right? He's 17. Sure. Why not just cast him in a film as a 17-year-old? Because he's 17. He's been acting since he was 10. He knows what he's doing. Because he's not Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> I just don't understand it. There are good child, There are good teen actors out there and actresses. Especially these days. Well, it's one of those mysteries. It is. I, I wanted to have a rant about that, so I'm glad you've done that. <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. 
Right, shall we talk about this week's film? We've waffled Let's on for it. half an hour. Okay, this week we watched a film called Alex Strangelove. Uh, Alex Strangelove was made in 2018. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 39 minutes, currently rated at 6.3 on IMDb, and it is a Netflix original. Stars a guy called Daniel Dehenny, who we've just been talking about, who is like old. He plays a character called Alex Truelove, and you would know him if you followed the show for a while because he was in The Package, which is another teen drama. It was definitely not a drama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having that. Fair, fair play. Um, he hasn't really. He's, he's a bit of a Netflix darling. Apparently, this film was cast and was being made before Netflix brought it as a Netflix original, and they cast him in it. They got rid of somebody and put him in it instead. Kind of Netflix kind of like him, I think. Okay, fine. Um, also stars a lady called Madeline Weinstein, who plays a character called Claire. Uh, nothing really on IMDb of note, so I'm not going to talk about her. And also stars Antonio Marzial, who plays a character called Elliot. And if you're a Netflix fan, you might have seen him in Altered Carbon. He's in that. I haven't watched that. No, yeah, I haven't I, I wanted, I thought I might, and then it got cancelled, and I don't know if it actually ended. I don't sure. think it did. I think it got proper cancelled, didn't it? Um, written and directed by a guy called Craig Johnson, who has a few films on his IMDb before this, but nothing since, interestingly enough. Do you have a one-word review of Alex Strangelove? Um, amphibious. <laughs> Just wanted to say amphibious. Really. Good one. Good one. I like it. Where does this film start, Nick? Uh, there's a shark. There is. I put seagulls and seals. Um, oh yeah, there was yeah. Well, then then the shark ate a seal, yeah. didn't it? Uh, and basically, we're getting a commentary from what turns out to be Alex. So I'm kind of narrating a nature documentary and comparing the animals that we are seeing to individuals at his high school. Yes. So the sharks, the school bully. Um, there's like an a, an ungainly bird. Is it a spoonbill? So, but then it's beautiful. I thought when you it meant the girl flight. in the school then. <laughs> She's an ungainly <laughs> bird. <laughs> well, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. And then she came back from summer holiday and then this bird takes flight and yeah, she's she beautiful. Was fit. It's, it's this kind of like, um, she's all that type yeah. thing. You know, you're seeing these cliches already, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, and Alex, true love, we are introduced to, and he's a, he's a massive wildlife nerd. Yes, basically. He says he doesn't know what animal he would describe himself as because he's a virgin. Um, I, don't, I don't think you get virgin animals. Um, but he says maybe a penguin. He describes his mates as um, his group, he's got a group of friends, and he describes that. I don't know how you pronounce this word the monkeys with the dick faces. Probiscus? Yeah, it did. sorry, you just made me laugh. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> he describes his mates as proboscis monkeys because they're obsessed with the size of their dicks. Um, we find out at this point as well that Alex is the student president, recently elected student president. Sure, he's a bit of a nerd, um, and he's in a class and he gets talking to the girl he's sitting next to because he she's drawing an octopus, and yes. we've already established that Alex is obsessed with animals, and it turns out this girl is as well. He identifies the octopus that she's drawing and. The rest is history, as they say. He's he's a nerd, but he's not getting bullied, is no, he? So he's he's reasonably respected. You know, he's not. It's not like he's getting his head shoved down and flushed, is it? Yeah, I think he's classed like himself as mid mid range. Yeah, mid level. So he manages to pick up this new girl, and um, she's called Claire, 
and everybody yep. everybody around the school's kind of getting into relationships and stuff so they sure. they decide to start like a David Attenborough style wildlife show around the school yeah it's like a yeah they commentate co- on it's a comedy wildlife reference show isn't it yeah so they they're like sneaking around the library filming kids, kids aren't yeah. they that sounds wrong. Like students, <laughs> students. <laughs> yeah, and then like, they're yeah. adding they're adding their commentary over, aren't they? Yeah. Like, oh, we found a nest of library geeks and in their in their own habitat, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, then he asks her to go to the homecoming dance with him, and there's a carry reference at this point, so I'm I was all in from there. I'm like, right, yeah, they go in the costume. Don't they? They're the only people who go in costume. Yeah, they, they don't take it seriously. They go they go as uh, Carrie and oh no, Billy. I don't know. The guy who should carry no, goes, yeah, goes so with. Years. Um, and then after that, they there's a montage of them going to loads of school dances all dressed up in different fancy dress costumes. Yeah, this school has a lot of dances. It does. There's a lot. He goes to pick her up for one of these dances and she's not ready. She's not getting ready because her mum's been taken to hospital. So she's obviously all a bit down and depressed by this. Sure. Um, so he ditches the dance off as well and he goes in and they just sit and chat and eventually they end up kissing. And he he turns after they finished. He turns to her and goes, "Did we just ruin our friendship?" Uh, but they hadn't. They are now official, I guess, is how the kids call it these days. Sure, they are boyfriend and girlfriend, and they go to a date on a to an, go to a date, go on a date to an aquarium, and then the film kind of flashes forward a little bit. Um, yeah, they've been together for a while. I think they? it goes forward a couple of years because it says we're now in our senior year. We have not had sex yet, and he thinks this is the girl he's going to marry. And that because he does like a bit of a voiceover over the top of this, doesn't he? Yeah, um, the voiceover is kind of in and out through the yeah, movie, isn't it? Because it's not, it's not always there. It's like you just need. I think to it pretty much drops off for the second half, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think you do. I think it does. You're right. Um, from there, it hits into. Just before you before you go on, go on. just it's worth note. I, in all the movies we've watched, this is the least notes I have ever made. Really? Yes. That's really interesting because I've got 15 pages. <laughs> How many do you think I've got? Well, I know you don't make anywhere near as many as me, so five, six? Four. Four? Yeah. I've got 15. <laughs> Who's doing all the work here, Nick? <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> it's quality, not quantity. Absolutely. Um, cut from there to the title card of the film, and we cut back to three guys who are young teen boys. They're not, but they're playing young teen boys. It's Alex's crew. There is crew, yeah. There is uh, there is lads. And they're comparing the craziest places they've had sex. Clearly they're all lying. Oh, 100%. Yeah, everybody's lying. Claire and Alex approach, um, and she reveals that they haven't had sex yet. And yeah. she says, Alex won't let me de-virginize him. Yeah. <laughs> and she's been trying... I wrote, I wrote, she throws him under the bus. She massively... And in the very next her. scene, yeah. he says, you just threw me under the bus. <laughs> yeah, um... She's been trying for eight months, apparently, and he, he's he's got too much respect for his. I think is how he describes it. And his mates kind of rip him for it a little bit. Yeah, they say he's got no dick. <laughs> yeah, basically. And he goes into this cafe wherever they are, and he says, "You just made me look like a prudish, sexophobic freak." <laughs> and she says, "Well, isn't that true?" <laughs> so they have this dis- they have sick this burn, discussion. Yeah, they have this discussion, and it basically. Evolves into them deciding to get a hotel room at the weekend, so they can do the naughty. Yeah. Cut to the classroom. Now I'm hoping this next bit was in his head, 
Uh, because the teacher tells the entire class that Alex is going to have sex at the weekend. Oh, oh it is, yeah. He just zoned out. <laughs> it, 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 it had, but it, it made no reference to the fact that he had. And it just, it was very no. weird scene. What, what did you want? Did you want the whole like Wayne's World? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely did want that, yeah. Or at least him snapping um, out of it and realising that it wasn't real. Yeah, it was It was quite subtle. Um, but this, the, basically, this is the first, uh, first tell you get that this guy massively overthinks everything yeah he's, he's literally just agreed to do this and he's already worried he lives in his own head totally he confides in his best mate his best mate's called Dell. um yeah and he Dell for me was the absolute highlight of this film it was great he was by far the best character in it he made me laugh a good few times and you know me in comedies i don't do it very often um much like alex it this film missed him when it wasn't in it into the second half agreed Completely agreed. He was the best thing about it. He plays Alex's best mate and he Alex confides in him that this is going to happen, but he needs Dell's help because Dell's got a sister who is 18, which is how I knew that they weren't 18 because they need to be 18 to book the hotel room. Correct. Um, so he agreed, Dell agrees to talk his sister into letting him do this. Um, and then we get a bit of a history on Dell and who he is. So he has a crush on the most popular girl in school who is called Sophie. Correct. And when they were a lot younger, he sent her a lot of topless selfies. Yeah. <laughs> when he was when he was eleven. Yeah. Um, and since then, he's never really lived that down. No, exactly. She went. They, they all went around the whole. Yeah, she, she obviously went and told everybody about it because he looks like a little nerdy wimp in these pictures. Because he's eleven, and that's what eleven-year-olds look like. Cut from there to Alex and Clara in a car together. They're going somewhere. Um, I don't know where they were going, but they're going somewhere in a car. And she tells him, she realises that he's starting to freak out a little bit. Yeah, he's probably stressing out already. And she realises this and she's like, look, don't overthink this. Don't freak out. Let's just have a fun time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> in the next scene, Alex has got a, one of these proboscis monkeys as a toy. Like a yeah, he's got one. like a soft toy, hasn't he? And it? he's yeah. starting to practice his sex chat on it. Yeah, he's like telling this monkey he's going to like stick his dick in. <laughs> very graphic, very awkward is right over it. And he doesn't hold back on what he's telling this monkey he's going to do to it. Claire catches him doing this. Um, no, it's his, I thought it was his mum that walked in. Oh, no, yeah, yeah you're right. It was his mum. His mum walked in and said, Claire's here. Yeah. Oh, okay, that was it. And then Claire comes downstairs and reveals that she's going to Columbia, which is the yeah, the college that they're trying to get into, both of them. Oh, right. Not, not the country. Not the country, no. Because oh. <laughs> she's in the house, she hasn't. She's in Colombia. Um, oh, I, I just thought that it was a holiday. No, I didn't. Really. <laughs> and then the True Love family come out to congratulate her. Um, her Alex's dad and Alex's mum come out, congratulate Claire. They all have uh, a bit of a um, yeah. It turns out that Alex has also applied there. Yes, um, but as yet he has not received a letter. No, Claire says that she applied early. Either way, been, didn't she? So that's their plan. Their plan is they're going. They're going to both go to the same college um, as. Boyfriend and girlfriend, happy days. Yep, grow old together, lived, lived happily ever after. Um, to celebrate this, they decide there's a drama party, a party being held by the drama club. Um, and they decide to go to this. So Alex and Del and Claire go to this party. They don't tell Del that it's a drama party before he gets there because he doesn't like <laughs> drama kids. He, yeah, because he thinks they're all, thinks they're all dram- dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> basically what they are. The rest of Alex's friends are there as well. Um, one of them, I think his name was Josh. Yes. He was he was the most nondescript friend. He wasn't really important to the plot. He has brought himself a psychedelic frog. 
slash toad. Yeah. Because the film doesn't describe whether it's a frog or a toad because it calls it both about four times. And obviously, you know what you do with a psychedelic toad, frog. You're supposed to give it a lick. Of course you do. And then it's like doing drugs. It trips you out. So Alex is... Cost him $1,100 to smuggle this into the country. Where on earth he's got that? What did you think of this? Now, I... I thought this was, we'll talk about the actual scene because I actually thought it, it, it was the whole bit of this party was really good. Yeah, it really was. Um, it was a bit of a abrupt turn, wasn't it? It, it really. Do you think it was funny for funny's so, sake? Because it could have just been drugs. It was like, oh, we go, well, let's well, make it funnier I, because I, it's. I'm all mean the sort of whole tone of this next scene was like we've started off with a kind of quite sweet, but pretty serious movie and then someone's just put in 10 to 15 minutes of american pie <laughs> yeah this it, it does stand this thing does stand stand out and as I, different I just from thought, the rest of the film. it felt like it was a bit not shoehorned in trying to it's trying to grab yeah trying to grab the audience <laughs> early isn't it and it works because it's a really funny scene and it is really good. It is really funny, but it, it just it was a bit of an abrupt change of direction yeah, and then it, minutes, af- after the scene as well it goes back to what it was before. It it, it does. Yeah. It is different. It does stand out from the rest of the film. Dell licks this frog before Alex is trying to stop anybody doing it because he's the school president and he doesn't want to get caught licking frogs. But Dell just does it. He just grabs this frog and licks it. Alex storms off. He's not happy about it. And he goes upstairs where he meets some, I've called them stoner kids. I've just put weed couple. <laughs> weed couple. This is Elliot <laughs> and Gretchen. Um, we'll cut back to them in a minute because we cut back down to the the friends and they've lost this frog now. After Del licked, yeah, Del's, Del licked it Del's and then lost, he let, let it, it go. go. And we know, don't know where this frog is. Um, so they have to start looking for it because it cost Josh $1,100. Um, and <laughs> Del turns to one of them and says, um, have you looked down by the singing garden hose? Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts from Del's perspective and there's a garden hose with googly eyes singing at him. Yeah, so it's like... Almost um, uh, stop motion garden yeah. hose, and that wouldn't have made me laugh. But his reaction to that, his facial reaction, really made me laugh. Yeah, it was great. He, I, honestly, he's the best thing about this film. Cut back upstairs. Elliot reveals well, Gretchen and Elliot reveal that Elliot is gay, and they all get stoned together. Alex is even in yeah. on this as well. Elliot got thrown out of his house because his dad doesn't like gays. Yeah, so he's living with Gretchen. Um, Alex gets on with them both so they're just chatting and we keep intercutting don't we between him talking to those guys and Del sort of tripping balls <laughs> Massively wandering true. around this party it's so funny um, cut back to Del from there Del gets dragged into a game that the drama club are playing where it's like noise tag I guess so one yeah. person makes a noise and points at somebody else and they have to make the same noise yeah and you have to do a bit of drama yeah basically Del gets dragged into playing this game with them and he starts hallucinating, and he's hallucinating a fireball that they're passing between them. Yeah. And then it comes flying at him, and he go he dodges out of the way of it and ends up falling through a drum kit. And again... Yeah, and all the other drama kids are like, oh, he's so great. Yeah, he's... Wait, who is this kid? What an actor. <laughs> and it's, again, it's really funny. Um, Del, from there, kind of goes and takes a bit of time for himself because he's feeling the effects of this now. And he he finds a pantry of some description... That for some yeah, reason has got well stocked, huge jars of sweets in it. Yeah, he's, he's found Willy Wonka's pantry. Basically, yeah. Um, and he sees these gummy worms, and they start talking to him, and they are begging him to eat them. So he does, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot and Alex and Gretchen are still 
stoned and lying on this bed, sharing their hopes and dreams together, and just basically stoned, aren't they? They're just having one of these conversations sure, that you sure. have when you're stoned. Claire comes in, she's wasted, she's drunk, um, yeah. she's looking for Alex, she's found him. So she gets in, she again... She's like, you fucking little stone. Yeah, and she again reveals to people that they don't have sex for the second yeah. time, even though she got it's like told the off. the first thing she says. <laughs> even though she has the first time. Elliot picks up something in Claire's tone, though, and you can see in his eyes that something clicks in his head. Claire and Alex leave because Alex is embarrassed by his drunk girlfriend. Been there, haven't you? Nick? Yeah, and Claire's like, let's do it now. Let's just, just, it doesn't matter. And then, do they get, do they get home? No, they go to the bathroom at the party. Yeah, oh, I couldn't remember whose house the bathroom was in. Yeah, it? because she's like, we'll go, go to the bathroom. And she pushes him into the bathtub and she gets in with yeah. him and she's like, let's do it now in this bathtub. Um, just as they start kissing, Dal comes in. This is how you know it's still at the party. Um, and he looks a bit worse for wear. He looks like he's going to throw up. And then he does. Projectile vomits all over Alex and Claire, but it's just pieces of gummy worms. Yeah. And it literally showers them in it. It's it's really gross. In a way, in a way it was beautiful. It, the colours were amazing. Didn't Alex say that as well? Didn't he say in a way it's beautiful or something like that? Something like Somebody that. It was like, a line similar to that. It's disgusting. But I, I meant more more the way it was shot was was possibly one of the the nicest sim- cinematography <laughs> I've ever seen for vomit. I would Yeah, I do agree with that. So what they do, they decide to. Well, they've got to go home now. They're covered in gummy worms and vomit. So do they go back to? They go back to Claire's house. And yes. All three of them. They they leave yeah. Dal out in the garden. It's like, and they go to bed together. They're, Alex borrows one of her hoodies, and they sleep in the same bed, but they don't do anything because Claire's drunk. No, no, and she's tired she's and, she's totally wasted, yeah. and he's he's still snoring. And you can hear they're having a conversation, and you can hear Dal outside, and he's just shouting at the garden. He calls out one of the garden gnomes at one point. And it's, it's just really funny. Alex wakes up the next morning. He's fine. He's not hung over in the slightest. Claire's still asleep. Um, Dell's now asleep on their bedroom floor because Alex trips over him when he gets out of bed. And he's got a text. And his text is from this guy you met last night called Elliot. Claire asks him. She's like, who? Because she wakes up and she's like, who's this text from? And he tells her. He's not. He doesn't lie about it. He's like, oh, it's that guy I met last night. He wants me to go to a gig in Brooklyn with him. Yeah, he's like, his mate dropped out, he's got a spare ticket. Yeah, uh, some sort and of... She's like, yeah, no, you go for it. I'm just going to stay in bed all day because my head's off. Yeah, I'm, I'm wasted. Um, so they do, Elliot and Alex, who only met the night before, you have to remember, but they seem to have this chemistry already. And they go to this gig, they have a great time, um, and they go out for some food afterwards. And Elliot reveals that Gretchen was never supposed to be going. He just had two tickets and he wanted to invite Alex, um, which... Puts up a red flag flag in Alex's head, I guess, because he he says to her, "Do I have a girlfriend who I love?" And he makes makes that quite clear at this point. Yeah, but but then it's about. I think it's already the third time in this film. It's the conversation of, you know, it's the third different person telling Alex, "Don't worry about it." You know, don't you worry too much. Yeah, <laughs> like you say, I've only met you twenty four hours ago, but I can already see you worrying too much about this whole like <laughs> doing a naughty with your girlfriend. Just just go with just it. Just chill man. out. Yeah. Elliot's a yeah. lot more laid back than Alex. He's like, he just goes with the flow a little bit more. Um, this is the point where I wrote down their ages. <laughs> I was like, Daniel Delaney is thirty. Antonio Marzial is twenty-seven. <laughs> um, and they get into the, they do get into the conversation about the she- the the shacks. And he, Alex, or right, Sean Connery, <laughs> the shacks. <laughs> Uh, Al- <laughs> that was quite good, wasn't it? <laughs> it was it? Um, Alex admits to Elliot that he's a virgin, that Claire isn't a virgin, and he's worried. 
and he's worried that uh, he won't measure up. He won't be like, she'll compare him to her previous conquests, I guess. Um, and Alex asks the eternal question of how did you know you were gay? And Elliot responds with the eternal answer of how did you know you were straight? They have this basically, they're just getting to know each other, aren't they? They're just talking and having a good man, good night out I together. I can see why your notes are longer than mine. <laughs> I go into a lot more detail than you do. I've put, do you want to know what I've put? Go on. I've put, there's, <laughs> Elliot tells him not to worry. There's lots of life talk, then they nearly kiss. <laughs> they do that's nearly about kiss. about 10 minutes. <laughs> they do nearly kiss. Um, Alex spots that that's about to happen, so he backs away. And he's like, right, we need to call it a night. Let's go home. Yeah. So Elliot drops him at home. When he gets there, Claire's at his house for some reason. So Elliot kind of says, right, I'll leave you to it. See, what's, see what she wants, basically. He kind of over-explains what's been going on. Um, he's horrible to her. He isn't nice to her at this because he, she calls him out a little bit. She asks him if they made out. She's only joking because she has no. Yeah, yeah. She's like, and he kind of. She's hit a nerve. She hit yeah, exactly she that. She wasn't trying to. She hits a nerve that she yeah. wasn't trying to hit, and so he over explains explains what's going to happen or what's been happening, and he calls her a crazy stalker. And yeah, he's like, "What are you doing on my doorstep, doorstep at this time, time of night? night?" Yeah, I thought we weren't seeing each other today. Yeah. Which, uh, and he's really, yeah, he's really aggressive, not nice to her. I, I, and Claire says, well, actually, I've, I've come straight from the hospital. I've just been there I've been there all day with my mum and I really needed to see a friendly face. Yeah, which makes him feel he's instantly like, terrible. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so she goes home and she starts making a YouTube video about him and how, uh, how high school boys are horrible and all this. How, you know, the standard type of girl rant I've, I've written. She knows he's going to watch this, right? But then before she gets before she gets to finish it, her mum comes in and she's kind of the voice of reason at this point because she's like, all, well, she actually says all men are shit is basically what she says. But she's like, high school boys are terrible. They all, they're all the same. Um, but Alex is a decent guy and you know he is and you need to remember that, I guess. Basically, you need to you need to talk to him, find out what's going on, uh, but you, uh, don't waste your energy being angry. Yeah, that's what thing. she says to don't waste your energy being angry. Forgive him and move on. Begin being angry is an exhausting way to spend your day, is what she says, which is a very true sentiment. Yeah. Then something really weird happens. Um, <laughs> it's the next morning. Alex is looking for some cereals. He's also having this existential crisis going on in his head. Um, and he can't decide between the cereals. And he's got honeyos and he's got crispy flakes. And the honeyo box suddenly turns and says heteros. Yeah. And then the crispy flakes become gay flakes because they couldn't think of a pun for that one. And <laughs> the rice crunchies become bi crunchies because, again, they couldn't think of a pun. As soon as he sees the word bi crunchies, he thinks, oh, I might be bi. That makes sense. Right. Again, this felt like a weird turn. Like, yeah, this it was is the only time this happened. It was a weird turn. If there was more little sequences like this peppered through this movie, I, I think you got to shit or get off the pot. Yeah, agreed. Do you know what I mean? You've you've got that little bit with don't do it at all, yeah, or do it. Have it as a theme. You've got the little bit with Dell that you can explain with the the singing garden hose because he was on drugs. But Alex is not on drugs at this point, and it's yeah. just a it's just a little gimmicky way to do it. And I, I didn't like so it's it. It's sort of a little little animation, isn't it? Yeah. That changes the the, the the design of the boxes. So. Yeah. If that's how we're deciding, we're 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 representing his thoughts. I'm fine with it. Let's go with it. Yeah, but I. I but then I, I'm, they'd never do it again. I'm not exactly. So we've got a voiceover for part of it. Then we've got this sort of stuff. And I, I'm a bit like, do, do or let's just make our decision. 
Yeah. I, I'm maybe getting into the technicality. I think you're right. It. I, I think you're right. right. But, it, but it, it, it stuck out and not necessarily in a good way for me. Yeah, agreed. I'm like, I don't mind what you go with, but let's just, just to stick with one. it. Yeah. Um, so he realizes that he thinks he's bi. So he goes and tell, he tells Dell everything. He's got no shame to tell Dell anything. Um, and he tells him, he says, I think I'm bi. Uh, but Dell's not having any of it. He's like, you're not. You've just got a man crush on somebody. And to prove that the fact that... Did you, did you get, I actually wrote his line down. Go on. <laughs> he, he says, do you like listening to Panic at the Disco whilst jerking off to pictures of vampires? <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't, then you're not bi. Yeah. Uh, but he also does a different thing to prove that, that Alex isn't bi. Uh, he just stands up and gets his cock out. And he's like, do you like the look of that? And Alex is like, no, I don't like the look of that. And he's like, well, this is the finest specimen you're going to see. And if you don't like that, you don't like any of them. And it, just, it really made me laugh. It was really, He doesn't have any shame. All the girls could see it. Well. Everybody could see it. And... <laughs> And then Dell goes through everybody being like bisexual, polysexual, polyamorous, whatever. And he's like, isn't anyone just plain straight anymore? And he's like, what you have is a man crush on a gay guy. So Alex is like, well, maybe I'm not bi then. Maybe I'm just like everybody else. And there's this dilemma's going on and he's got, he can't get any like purchase on it. He doesn't know what's going on in his head. But I thought that was a really funny... Every time Dell's in this film, it's really funny. But he's just not yeah, in it enough. It, yeah. <laughs> so what he does, he goes to see Claire because he's like, I need to make up with Claire. She she's having a bit of she's had a bit of a chat with him. Well, as we know, she had a bit of a chat with him, and they end up forgiving each other. There's a really weird scene where they write down their feelings to each other. It's a bit strange. Yeah, they pass notes, don't yeah, they? And she thinks that maybe the whole hotel idea is putting too much pressure on him. Then they can cancel it if he wants. But he's like, no, we're doing it. Let's do it. I'm up for it. So he goes to buy some condoms. Yeah. Um, and when he's in the store looking at the different types of condoms, he bumps into Elliot. Which is quite bad timing because he's got a box of extra large in his hands at the time, and which perks Elliot's interest, obviously. And then they leave together, <laughs> and they go back to Elliot's house. Yeah, I, d- I didn't. Maybe I missed it. I don't. I'm not sure why he got in his car, but then yeah, they eventually end up going back to Elliot's because he's house in love with. He him. wants to. Yeah. We <laughs> they, well, they need to chat. He as wants well. to, They need um, to talk as well. Yeah. 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 They go back to Elliot's house. They listen to some B-52s together because that's what gay guys do. Um, and then Alex kisses him. Yeah, they do a kiss. They do a kiss. But Alex starts it, which I thought was quite interesting. He does, yeah. Um, yeah. And then he instantly stops it and apologises and he freaks out and he eventually leaves. Yeah, he's a ball bag. This time he's a ball bag to Elliot. <laughs> but that's understandable. I mean, he, he, he does not know what's going on in his head at this point. No, no, no. And no. he gets home and his dad starts pressuring him about college because he still hasn't heard anything from Columbia. Um, so he has a bit of a row with his dad as well. Um, but then we cut to the next scene and Del and his sister, I didn't catch his sister's name, uh, in the car with Elliot and Claire. Not Elliot and Claire, that'd be weird. Alex and Claire. <laughs> and they're in the hotel car park and his, uh, Del's, Del's sister's just been in to book the hotel room. Yeah, they've done it. They've got the motel They've got the room. motel room and they go in. They're, they're at the hotel. Or motel. It's a bit of a dive, they but it's, preparing. it's quite nice. It's preparing. <laughs> Preparing for naughty. Prepare for the naughtiness. Um, so Claire goes into the bathroom to freshen up. Alex takes his trousers off. <laughs> Basically, uh, that's all he does. And then he puts a, he puts like a handkerchief over the. Lamp. Oh yeah, he does do that. And he's got some champagne as well, hasn't he? Um, and he can't decide yeah, what pose nice to be touch. in on the bed because he's like, do I do a sexy pose? Do I just sit on the bed? Do I lie on the bed? And it's quite again, it's quite funny. But all he, he leaves his top on. He just takes his trousers off, and again, just made yeah. me chuckle. 
And then Claire comes back in in some very sexy undergarments. And he's like, oh, they look very nice. And then... (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, that's basically what he said. And then they have a kiss. This bit actually made me spit my drink out. Because they're kissing and starting to do the naughty. And he just says to her, touch my balls. (laughs) (laughs) It's making me laugh now. It was so fun. Just the timing of it was immaculate. And I just took a drink and it went everywhere. Yeah, it goes straight in with that request. And it makes her laugh. As well, as much as it made me laugh, it, it makes her laugh. It kind of breaks the tension a little bit because he's all embarrassed by it. So she goes under the covers and she starts going south. I don't want to get too, <laughs> don't to get too graphic, but she goes down under the covers and he seems to be enjoying it. He's got a smile on his face, and then he's like, "That wasn't, yeah, that was that was quite because he was like, oh, 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 actually, maybe, yeah, hmm. yeah, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not gay." Um, and then he's like, "Right, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready." Um, and he grabs a condom and he can't put it on. So he's like, oh, this isn't working. So he's like... Oh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't, maybe start. I wasn't ready. Um, so he starts playing with her instead. And then he imagines Elliot standing there with no top on next to them. And now he is ready. They start, they start to actually do the naughty, the proper naughty. And then he says the fateful line. <laughs> he says, isn't this weird having sex with your best friend? <laughs> Yeah, man. Kills the moment instantly. She stops what him. Kick- a thing to say. <laughs> what a ridiculous to a, thing to, to a say. Partner, regardless of if they are, <laughs> what their sex is. Yes. I mean, wow. wow. <laughs> she is not impressed. She stops him, pushes him off. She's like, she sits up and she's like, "Look, I want to know what's going on with you. Why are you so reluctant to do this?" And she actually says to him, "Are you gay?" And they have a massive argument about it. Yeah, but she doesn't. She doesn't go straight. No, she, doesn't. Episode, she, she lists a load of stuff, yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. she? She says, "Are you nervous? Are you worried about something else?" Is it? And then she just adds that yeah, on the end. Doesn't she, she? she doesn't I, have any suspicions that he might be. It's just that's one of the things that she's asking. She can't get her head around why you won't do this. I mean, they have a massive argument, and he he tell, he says to her, "I like I, I like somebody else." He said, "Well, he blurts it. He says, well, have you considered that I might like someone else?'" Yeah. And she instantly yeah. starts crying at that because she hadn't even that hadn't even crossed her mind. No, of course not, not even a little bit crossed her mind. Um, but she says, "Who is it?" And he's like, "I can't tell you who it is." So she cries and cries and cries and eventually kicks him out. Um, cut to the next day or later on that day, and his mum comes into his room, and she's got a letter for him from Colombia, and he opens it and then he says, "Can I be alone?" And <laughs> yeah. that's never mentioned ever again. <laughs> we don't. I don't know if he got in or if he didn't get in or what. I mean, I presume not. No, presumably but... not, because he, he lay on his bed and started crying. So I'm presuming he didn't. But it doesn't actually ever. Unless tell he you was he sad because he did, and now he's got to like, live with Claire. See that girl. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> they never. They never tell you either way. So we'll never know. It would have been nice for it to have been closed off. It I would have been nice actually. to be told. Yes, because it's been quite a theme all the way through this so far. The next day at school, he's quite distracted. Um, he's just ignoring everybody. He even ignores Dal at one point, but Dal grabs him and is like, you don't ignore me. We, 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 that never happens. And he admits, he's like, I think we broke up. And he's down. He's depressed. He's upset. He doesn't know what's going on in his head. He's all he's all over the place. So he goes, he goes home sure. that night and he's lying on his bed and suddenly he sees some monkeys at his window. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And then one of them comes in. It's like men dressed as monkeys. So he thinks he's being robbed. So he throws something at one of them and it turns out he's smashed his mate's face in. (laughs) 
Um, it was Dal and his teammates, Josh, and I do not know the name of the other one. I don't even know if he was named, to be I don't, honest. No, I don't know if he was. Friend 3. So they thought it'd be funny to come and come to his house as dressed as monkeys, and Dal ends up... They were basically going to kidnap him. Yeah. They were basically going to kidnap him to take him to a frat party. Because yeah. they're thinking, what is, well, you wouldn't have voluntarily come, so we were, we were gonna basically going to put you in a go. bag yeah. and drag, <laughs> drag you away. Um, and Alex is like, I've literally just split with my girlfriend. I'm not going to a party with you. I don't want to hang out with you guys. And Dal has a really serious moment because he spits some home truths at Alex and he tells him, look, you need to sort your shit out. You Get your life together, basically. It's a really good little yeah. speech. And it actually convinces Alex to go. So they do go. And he's like, maybe maybe, maybe it's Claire's fault. They're having this conversation on the way there. <laughs> he's like, maybe she's been holding me back. Maybe I'm going to be, now I'm young, free and single. Maybe I'm going to be a player and I'm going to sleep with all the girls. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just as he's, literally just as he's walking through the door of the party, he gets a text from Elliot and he's like, we need to talk. Which pushes him over the edge. He, he gets drunk. Badly drunk at this party. Yeah, and sweaty drunk. Swe- yeah, horrible drunk. We've <laughs> all been there. And he decides to... He meets this girl and he goes upstairs with this girl. Um, cut to Claire. Claire is with Stacy. Stacy is her best friend. And the one that Dale Sophie. had the cost... Not Stacy. What's her name? Sophie. Sophie. <laughs> so, where did I get Stacy? I know, I'll tell you why. That's because that's my cousin's names, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Claire and Sophie go to... Uh, they decide to start stalking Alex because they want to know what he's up yeah. to. And they know how to find out where he is because we know that Sophie's got this crush. Dale's got this crush on Sophie and will tell him anything. So he tells her where they are. Yeah, straight away. It doesn't even question <laughs> no it. It's like, Sophie's coming to this party I'm at. Absolutely. I'm at. That this is going to happen. And they do. Cut back to the party. Alex is making out with this girl now. <laughs> and she takes her top off. And again, it really made me laugh because he went, oh, look at those honkers. <laughs> they're in a bedroom together and it was it was so funny it's bits of this film are really funny like really funny claire and sophie turn up at this party um they find del del he's like alex is here but i do not know where he is i haven't seen him for a while that which is the truth he doesn't know where he is um, because he's upstairs in this bedroom with this girl and they're um they're trying to do the naughty again but again it's not working you can't you no. can't do it she is not as compassionate as Claire, so she throws him off. Literally throws him off. Throws him out of the bed. Uh, just as that happens, Claire walks in. So all she sees is them in, tangled up in covers together. So she obviously jumps to conclusions. Yeah, and she, she turns heel and walks she off. She does. She walks off. Um, at the same time, this girl's boyfriend walks in, tries to fight Alex. Alex is like, no, don't, I'm naked. And He's like a bigger, bo- bigger, He's a bigger boy, boy, isn't he? Yeah. So he throws Alex out into the main party area with no clothes on. He's just got this sheet around him. And Dal rescues the day. Dal says, look, if you want to fight him, you need to come through me first. So yeah, he takes a bullet. He does take the bullet because this guy punches Dal in the face. This is the second time in the night Dal's been hit in the face. And that gives Alex enough time to escape. So he, he, just he runs, runs away. away from this party. <laughs> Claire is walking down the street. She's also left the party. She's crying. And then she finds this toad, frog, toad. Yeah, because she's also a wildlife she, nerd. She, she, she goes, oh, look, it's a lesser spotted, reticulated... Dog. dog um, psychedelic frog. tree tree frog. Yeah. How it's got there, because this house wasn't the same house that the other party was at. No. So I don't know how it's... There's something you have to forgive this film for, I think. Yeah, we can just about allow that <laughs> yeah. contrivance. Um, so she, she sees this 
frog slash toad. And then she realizes Alex is looking for her, so she starts to hide. She hides behind a tree. We get a bit of a moment now between Del and Sophie. Um, Del's pissed off that Sophie revealed to Claire where they were because she's kind of ruined. That's kind of ruined the night. And she's like, and he calls her evil. He's like, Sophie, you're evil. And she's like, I'm not evil. And she's like, you're evil because you tricked me. You tricked me. He calls her. He calls her out. He's like, you're a twat. That's basically what he says. Yeah, he says you're you've always been horrible yeah, to me. Yeah, ever basically. since we were kids, you've just been horrible to me, and I've always, you know, I've always liked you. And she apologizes to him, and she shows him her phone, and she's still got these pictures on her phone. And he's like, "Oh, you've kept them," and she's like, "Yeah, they're adorable." And it's like yeah. it's a bit weird that you've got pictures of an eleven-year-old on your phone, but it's <laughs> it's fine, I guess. Um, and he says to her, "I'll send you some updated ones if you want." And she's like, "Let's take this one step at a time." <laughs> so things are things are heating up between Dell and Sophie, which is also nice. Yeah, they on friendly, friendly, friendly terms. Um, cut back to Alex. Alex is looking for Clay. He's got his clothes from somewhere because um, he got kicked out of the party naked. But he's got his clothes. Yeah, that's on. true. <laughs> Um, Unconsidered that. He finds this. Fr- he also finds this frog, and he follows this frog because yep. he's trying to catch it because it's Josh's eleven hundred pound frog, and it goes into somebody's back garden. And it actually jumps in someone's swimming pool. Yeah, it's a nice. Uh, nice <laughs> it pool. is a nice pool, and <laughs> J- Alex falls in because he's, he's trying insane. to get this frog, and he ends up falling in, and he has a flashback because this is the moment where he realizes his entire life is going to change from this point onwards. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So he has. He has a. It has a flashback to being a lot younger, either at summer camp or school. Yeah. Like 12, 13 um, maybe? Ish, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, and all the lads are getting a shower, aren't they, after swimming, yeah. I presume, because they're all in swimming shorts. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, basically he gets he gets ridiculed, doesn't he, because he gets a shower bonus. He does, indeed. And all the boys pick on him for it. And it's kind of, it's almost like a repressed memory, I guess. I think he, yeah, I think, I think so. He, I think that's what they were trying to tell you that like this has always yeah. been there, it's always been in his mind, and now he's finally come to terms with it. Um, he gets out of the pool. Yeah, this flashback ends. He gets out of the pool, and Claire finds him, and the very first thing he says to Claire is, "I'm gay." You were right, and he literally he reveals it to himself and to her at the same time. I think. Yeah, I thought she was great. She here. really was. So her reaction to the, it was brilliant. For for the next couple of minutes, I think it was, it was the best bit of acting in this. So her her reaction to to um, Alex telling telling her that he was gay, uh, and then she there's a really nice scene. You know, she takes him home again back to her house. Yeah. Um, she, I think she, she takes him to, him to his house. No, I think they're both at her house. Okay, I thought it was. His... Well, it doesn't. Really no, it doesn't she took him in anyway. Yeah, and um, he sort of says, you know, I'm really sorry, and but obviously he's still drunk, yeah. and uh, but and she is devastated. Oh, yeah. and, and and she plays it really well, uh, but she manages to hold it together. Yeah. Until she goes upstairs and sees yeah, her mum, and then she cries just, all over her yeah, mum. she just falls apart. I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was, I it was a she, really, really touching. She played thing, it really well. Yeah, it was. Um, the next night they meet up. They um, sit in the car together. They're both crying. They're both having this chat that I guess you have to have. Um, he tells her that it's Elliot that he likes, which she kind of had guessed anyway. I think. Yeah. Um, he's like, she says, "Look, you've got to be honest. You can't ignore it." Um, but she's like, how did you not know this? And he's like, oh, you just ignore it, don't you? And then, because she's like, her 12-year-old cousin has just come out, apparently. He doesn't know where that's yeah. come from. <laughs> um, and he said that he was blocking it out because he was scared of losing her. Yeah. And they're both crying. Now. And that starts both... her off again. Yeah, that was quite touching as well. It really yeah. was. This seems really nice. He tells her he loves her. And she says, you're the best gay boyfriend a girl could have. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. 
Um, and then he says, will you still go to prom with me? And she does. They agree to go to prom together. So they're going to stay friends, which is nice. Yeah. Um, uh, so we cut to the prom. It's literally straight from there to the prom. Um, and they've they've dressed up properly. They're not yeah. in costume. No, they're not. They're in uh, tuxes and ball gowns. Um, Dell's now aware of Alex's uh, situation as well. Yeah, all his friends are. Everybody's fine with it. Um, some of his friends have licked the frog because they managed yeah. to catch the frog apparently in the middle of all this. Um, so they're all tripping as well. Um, Dell's there with Sophie on the uh, date. They're dating now by the looks of it. And Claire has brought a surprise for Alex. Um, Claire's brought Elliot along. Yeah. Um, and she said, I'm going to pass the baton over. And I I think this was a bit of a dick move on her part because she's um, kind of she's kind of forcing the situation and he was he clearly isn't ready for it. Yeah. So And yeah. he he does because he freaks out because he looks around the room and everybody's watching him. And whether now, they are or not, in, in his head everybody's watching him. So so I I just think it's maybe the t- I think she had the best intentions. Tightly, yeah, and I just think it's it's not very tightly directed or or the story is not not quite joined that together because clearly I think the intention is to show what an amazing person she is because you know she's fine. No hard feelings. I I love you as my friend. I've I've you know I know you like this guy. You probably wouldn't do anything about it. So I've set this up, but it does come across as a bit. She's put him on the spot. She's completely yeah. Because he how she I knows he wouldn't be able to cope with it. Yeah, and he can't because he yeah. If for, also, nobody's asked Elliot at any point if he's interested in Alex. And also, <laughs> I've got security issues with this older kid, although not much older, being allowed to this Just school Just to get dance. allowed to go to the prom, yeah. At, at school that you can go to. <laughs> so anyway, we'll come to that at the end. Alex freaks out. Um, he's like, I can't handle this. And he go, he runs off to the bathroom. Um, Elliot follows him and... Alex says to him, look, I can't handle this. Everybody's watching me. Which kind of upsets Elliot because Elliot walks out. Because they weren't really. No, they weren't. In fact, I, I, and it, it, again, it just shows it that he's in his own head because I thought it was a, it was almost at pains to point out that everyone was okay with it. Yeah. It isn't. It, Everyone's okay with it except for Alex at this point. Yeah. Alex is, is not is ready never, to. An issue in this movie is never other people accepting Alex. No, it's Alex accepting himself. Correct. And. And he wasn't quite ready. He wasn't quite there yet. And that's why I think it was a bit of a dick move by Claire to force it. Anyway, Alex Elliot walks out. Alex has this flash of like, okay, I'm ready now. Because he realises I'm about to lose this guy. And he grabs, he runs out into the middle of the dance floor, grabs Elliot and kisses him in front of everyone. To which there is absolutely no reaction. No reaction whatsoever. Which is exactly how it should be. That's great. 100%. 100%. He makes eye contact with Claire while this is happening and she kind of walks away. She, there's, it's a, it's a she's leaving scene. This is the end of her character. And they, Elliot and Alex have a dance, and that's kind of where the film ends. There's, there's a little, it's before the credits, but it might as well have been a post-credit scene. They are making a new episode of their TV show. Yeah. But what it actually is is Alex's coming out video on YouTube. Yeah, they're going to tell the story that we've just seen, basically. Yeah, basically. And then there's loads of real YouTube coming out videos because that was a thing a few years ago. And I, loads, I could. Again, I, I could have done with more of that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, a couple of them playing over the credits, I think that would have been really nice, but they just kind of cut, a, cut, cut them the guy cut, off, didn't they? Yeah, they cut them off. Five seconds. Cut them all together. There's loads of them all together. Um, and then the film ends. Yeah. What do you think overall? It was good. It is good. It wasn't great. 
it's good though. It's it's entertaining. It's fun. It made me laugh a lot more than I was expecting it to. It uh, so that's what I was just going to say. It was a lot funnier than I was expecting. Hundred percent. It was a lot more bawdy than I was expecting. I, I wasn't expecting to get any of the sort of Porky's American Pie type yeah. stuff. Um, nice Porky's and, reference. Yeah, showing cool. your age there. <laughs> Oh, what a, what a great film! Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting that, and no. and mostly that all that material landed. Yeah, um, pretty much. I, I I mostly really like the performance as well. I think, um, yeah, the the guy who played Claire was excellent. As I say, yeah, I I thought the guy who played Elliot had a lot of chemistry. Yeah, they they they, they two together did have a lot of chemistry. To be fair, he wasn't in it enough for me. I, I needed more of Elliot. I didn't feel like we got to know his character enough. Yes, I would say that. I, he made the most of his time, but yeah, we probably probably would have been nice to see a bit more of him. And we uh, definitely needed more of Dell. Yeah, that, that just needed to happen. That guy's that guy was incredible. Was, I think that if I, I probably am being overly critical here, if, I probably the weaker weakest performance was was from um, Daniel. Yeah, probably Dehenny. Uh, Dehenny, to be honest. Probably was uh, it wasn't it was by just, any means a weak performance. He was fine. He's just he's too but old. I don't think he always kid. nailed did, it. To be honest, no, I agree. Well, he, he never didn't. nailed it in this film, did he? But later that night, he was definitely going to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't talk about this film without referencing Love Simon, because it's basically a very similar plot with a sure. much more successful film, and the way Nick Robinson plays that character in that film. If you've not seen Love Simon. Definitely go out and watch that because that is a beautiful film. It's re- I've seen that so many times. I think I've seen it like four times now. And, and his really... his performance is definitely puts Dehenny to the shade here. Hundred percent, hundred percent. They they're both flawed. They both have their flaws. Love Simon isn't a perfect film. It is. I I really enjoy it. They're both coming of age, coming out stories. But I think yeah, Nick Robinson's performance in that really really outshines Daniel Dehenny's performance in this but that's not to say that his performance is bad because this film isn't bad this no it's just it's decent. not the best performance in this movie it's not the best performance and this and Love Simon it's is probably not the top three <laughs> no. and he's the lead <laughs> yeah and Love Simon is just a better way to tell this story but that's a highly successful film and this is a Netflix original that's hiding at the bottom of the stream so yeah exactly <laughs> you can't really compare compare them together i do want to discuss the elephant in the room okay um why is this film called alex strange love um I did, did, isn't that a reference at the start it's just basically because he's strange i don't i don't know and i don't like it I, I, don't they call him a strange love a couple of times at the start do they i think i, so. I didn't pick up on that if that's, his name's alex true love in the film it is yeah. i just i yeah. just find the word the term strange i'm love sure in the voiceover he, he says something like oh i've heard it all yeah it's an odd name i've been called blah 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 yeah, blah strange love I just think the yeah. term, the name of the film of Strange Love is a bit offensive, maybe? I Well, I, I, I did think that, but that did cross my mind as well. I, I almost think oh, Alex True Love is a better title anyway. Yeah, it is. It genuinely is. So why they've chucked the word and Strange Love And this is actual name. Yeah. <laughs> if his name, his name could quite easily have been Alex Strange Love in the film. It's nothing strange that's what you want to love. call him. No, and I, I don't know, maybe it is a little bit offensive, but that, that'd be, I just find it a little bit strange that it's not his name, but it could have been his name, no problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's just weird. It's a weird decision. Yeah. But overall, yeah. I enjoyed that. No, this. I agree. A, for a teen rom-com coming out, coming of age story, which is not something that I'm an expert in by any means, I enjoyed this. I thought it was all right. 
Absolutely thought it was all right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Do you want to talk stream table? Yeah, let's do it. What sort of area do you think we're looking at in the stream table, Nick? Uh, definitely top half. Um, probably top 10. Definitely, yeah, top 10. And then we'll read, go from there. Do you want me to read from 10 upwards then? Yeah, let's do that. So currently in at number 10 is Shimmer Lake. Um, at 9 is Would You Rather. 8 is The Discovery. 7 is Pottersville. 6 is El Camino Christmas. 5 is A Silent Voice. 4 is Catfight. 3 is VFW. 2 is Lost Bullet. And 1 is Calibre. Where are you putting this film? Uh, I think I am inclined uh, to put it just outside the top five. Just between El Camino Christmas and A Silent Voice? I think so. I, I'm i a little bit higher. I would put it above A Silent Voice myself. Okay. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not, similar, I'm not similar films totally seem to that. group together on this table because A Silent Voice is a love story between teenage kids as well. Yep. And it's it weird how those sort of films just... Films in this stream table kind of go together. It's weird. I would put it above A Silent Voice. I would probably put it above Catfight, personally. But that's a personal opinion. I don't know if you'd uh, take that on board. I, 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 hmm. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's a... I don't think it's a ridiculous suggestion. I've said, I think i said this a couple of times. I, I just... I found Catfight so unique. And yeah. it was such an element of surprise to it. But it isn't a great film. I get, I get the fact that it's unique and it is completely different, and it's not like anything else you'll ever see. But it isn't a great film. I don't think I don't know if I've ever said it's a great film. No, I know, <laughs> but it's number four in the stream table. That's the fourth best film we've seen <laughs> this this season. That's why I don't think it is. I think I think Alex Strangelove is. Um, I'll I'll meet you in the middle. I'd I'd put it I'd put it fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that deal. Who would have thought that film? That film's been on the long list since we started this podcast. It's been there since the very beginning, and I never expected it to be top five in a stream table. But it's decent. It's all right. It's not as good as Love Simon, but it's all right. Yeah, it's no, it's 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 good. It's, I'd, I'd say it's you know it's a bit better than all right. It's it's um it's funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, if you're into, it's team, got an odd title. If you're into team, but it has got an odd title. It's got an offensive title. But if you're into team teen high school dramas and coming of age stories you're going to enjoy it I think I think you're going to really this, enjoy it this is absolutely streets and streets ahead of anything Noah Centineo has ever done for Netflix so. <laughs> very true very very true it's a hundred times better than Swiped or Sierra Burgess is a loser yeah this no I had a fun time watching this fifth in the stream was, table who'd have funk it yeah it was an enjoyable time how are we turning the tide on it I think I've kind of covered it already, so I, I'm balancing out with the uh, with a bit more Dell, um, a lot more Dell, a bit more Elliot, and a different title, please. That's how I, that's and, what I want to do. And I would like it to choose how we're representing Alex's inner thoughts because <laughs> actually I might have ranked this a little bit higher if we'd have gone with the sort of animated type, yeah, bits flying in and out. Uh, it's weird how they only did that once. It's such a strange. Yeah, and then the voiceover starts, and then it just drops, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, they don't really go with the the sort of nature doc thing. Only pick it up when it's convenient. Just 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 tighten it up a bit. Just go go with the silliness. Let's a little choose bit. our make, device. Yeah, make it a little bit more silly, and then if you make it a bit more silly, then your serious parts will hit harder. Yeah, and yeah, I think you're probably right. I think that'd work. A bit more Dell, a lot more Elliot, a bit more silly. Change that silly title. 
fifth in the stream table. Do you want to pick Sweet. next week's film? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to know a secret? Yeah. Jordan's played his wild card. Wild card. Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're getting quite close to the end of this season now. So let's give him a bit of a kick and say, Oi, play your wild card. So he actually played it straight away as soon as I asked him to. Do you want to know what he's picked? I'd love to, yeah. He's picked a film called Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay, I know what this is. Me too. Because it's quite new to Netflix. It is. It's, it's not a new film. It's from 2017, but it is new to Netflix. Uh, it's only um, appeared quite recently. It, it was the latest film added to the long list, to be fair. Okay. Do you want to know what it That's is? A zombie f- it's a zombie film. <laughs> it is, indeed. Um, it's a comedy horror musical. I love a musical. <laughs> uh, do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. A uh, zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas. This is another Christmas film. Um, <laughs> we've had more Christmas films in this season than we did in season one, and we had loads in season one. Um, forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival, facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones, but they soon discover that no one is safe in this new world, and with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. This film is Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. What a synopsis. <laughs> So uh, I think also uh, it is Scottish, and I think we're on what our third Scottish film of this season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which again I don't think we'd had any previously. So. No, I think you're right, and it's our second musical of all time. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one next week. I'm not, Bring it on! I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Mark Benton and Paul Kay are both in it as well, which they're both brilliant. So excellent. It could could be good fun this one. I'm expecting good things from it. So uh, yeah, go and check out Anna and the Apocalypse. And in the meantime. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. They all have the same username. It is at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. The website is bottom of the stream.com, where on there you will find every episode we've ever recorded. You'll find all four seasons stream tables, nearly four completed stream tables now. Uh, there's some merch on there. There's loads of other cool stuff on there. Check it out. It's really good. Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream, where you will, for a couple of quid every month, you can come and join us aboard our stream boat. And you can get some extra bonus episodes, early access to episodes. Nick writes a newsletter every month. We've got some stickers we can send to you. And if you come in at a certain level, you'll get yourself a wild card. Which means you get to pick the film that we talk about. And then Discord. Come and check us out on Discord. The link to the Discord will be in the bottom of the show notes. So come and join us in there. Yeah, come and have a chat with us in there. It's great fun. The other thing you could do to help us out if you've got a couple of minutes to spare is leave us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts. That could be Podchaser, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you want. Actually, before you leave us a review, lick a psychotropic frog <laughs> and then write one because that would be really entertaining that for us, I think. would be really entertaining. Quickly, before we leave, I just want to give a couple of shout-outs. Um, I did it last week, but Cephalopod is the new app by some of our podcasting friends. Check that out. Um, I also want to check out, I want you to check out a new podcast that's called Celluloid Fever Dreams which is doing a very similar thing to what me and you do, but he's taking films from the past that you might remember but misremember. And okay. It's like a, these films are like... A, I listened to one the other day about Death Becomes Her. Oh, okay, yeah. What he does do that I don't think I could never do it and what you could never do it, I don't think, is he does this podcast on his own. Ooh. <laughs> one man booth. That's a one man booth. The guy's called Wendem Wendem Jennings, and it's actually a really interesting show. It's called Sally Lloyd Fever Dreams. It should be available wherever you get your podcast. He's brand new, and uh, yeah, go and check him out. He's a really nice guy. Excellent. Cool. That's my shout outs done. So that's well, nothing left to say but to go out, watch Anna and the Apocalypse, and we'll come back next week to talk to you about it. 
Tschüss. Bye.